You are listening to The Current Podcast, the official podcast of UC San Diego's IT Services Department. I'm your host, Miguel Rodriguez. Today is Wednesday, September 14th. Fall quarter begins next Monday, with classes starting next Thursday. Are you ready? I suppose we're used to our pacing of the quarter system, but doesn't it feel strange to have seen all those back-to-school messages on social media posts way back in August? Alas, there are many things that make us unique, and the quarter system is one of them. And speaking of unique, you're going to love today's guest, Paul Yellen. You're not going to love the interviewer, though. I'm certainly tired of him, but hey, you work with who's available. This is Mark Herzberger. Today we are joined by Paul Yellen, an information specialist here in IP services. Paul, welcome to the pod. How are you? I'm great. I'm, you know, you were buttering me up before all this, so I'm ready. I'm ready to talk, answer questions. What do we got? Sounds good. Well, you let me know that you are broadcasting live from Torrey Pine Center South. What's the vibe there these days? That's pretty good. I don't know a lot of people in the rows right now. I, I recognize Kruger is here. We have some members from the SIS team in a, a think room next to me. So they're in here working. Uh, haven't really walked around, but my old row is completely different than it used to be. Uh, and I don't know the people. So I need to introduce myself. Oh, it's good that you're there. And why don't, why don't you tell the story? But I, I think you either never worked at Torrey Pines or had a very short-lived tenure before we were all uh, dispatched to the uh, four corners of the earth, right? That's that's very true. I joined Justin's team of the ServiceNow team at ITS in early March 2020. I was shown my desk. I went to Trader Joe's, bought some English toffee and some treats for everybody, put them in my desk drawer and was promptly told not to return to my desk. I don't know about ever again, but turned out to be for a while, I guess. Yeah, so you mentioned that's Justin, Justin Clow, I presume. So yeah, let us know what you do as an information specialist and what you've been working on the last uh, two and a half years. I would love to. I work with ServiceNow. Uh, Justin used to just own, be a service owner for ServiceNow, but he's taken some more things under his fold. And so I help with everything on our team. It's the document case management team. So anytime somebody needs to, I guess, input something to a form system or a, a ticket system, we help with that. So Qualtrics, DocuSign, things like that. And I'm kind of just the guy who helps get things done on the team. I, especially with ServiceNow, I'll look at future features that we want. Mm -hmm. So I do a lot of learning with the ServiceNow, the actual company ServiceNow, mm -hmm. and I learn how to, to use the system and then what the system's plans are for itself for the future. Then I talk to the team and see how we can leverage those, those items. And that's a lot of what I do. I also do all the reporting, all the training, all the onboarding for any of our customers. We're always looking for new customers. We're always looking for people who need a, a form to fill out. If you're getting lots of repetitive requests, we're always there for you. Just reach out to us, let us know. ServiceNow, though, as, as a product, strikes me as something that's very vast and probably eight gazillion permutations that would be available to configure. So what's it like or what's it been like to 
really become a uh, subject matter expert and, and dive into all the, the capabilities. I love it. I love people throwing knowledge at me. The more I could learn about any given subject, that's where I thrive. Um, so studying, researching, learning, growing, and then spreading that around, which I think is one of the reasons I enjoy when we have new customers, I do the agent training with them. So I'll spend 90 minutes, an hour, two hours with them, just getting them up. And I, I really do enjoy sharing that knowledge. What'd you do at UC San Diego before joining the uh, Justin Clow realm? I was on Jonathan Whitman's team as a help desk field support person. And before that, I was not in IT. Well, you know, I already mentioned I'm, I'm disproportionately uh, interested in uh, kind of these, these follow-ups. Um, so you'll, you'll, forgive, you'll forgive the cyber stalking. You do have a very lively LinkedIn page, I noticed. So I encourage everybody to check it out and, and gain inspiration. Um, so I already knew this about you. Yeah, so you were a bartender for a couple of years. Why? How? How'd that happen? I... I went to, I'm going to start in college. I went to college in University of Boulder, Colorado. I graduated in 2005. While I was working there, I was a student employee mm -hmm. for their ITS. In fact, their ITS was called ITS. So it's, mm -hmm. it's pretty common. And I helped manage the labs around campus. And then we had kiosks that anybody with a computer can, or without a computer could just stop. So maybe you're visiting for a conference. It would be the equivalent of having like an iMac right next to the Price Center where you could just, you know, browse for a bit or look for a map on the campus. And I did that. So after college, I was a junior sysadmin, and then I worked my way up to senior sysadmin. And my last IT role was working for Invisible Children here in San Diego, which is infamous for its own reasons. But I was their, um, their admin and their um, kind of like, I did everything for them, mm -hmm. everything internal. And when they dissolved in 2014, I was a little burnt out. I said, I don't want to do IT anymore. Invisible Children, for those who don't know, made video content as a nonprofit. Mm -hmm. And I was mostly the manager of their, their infrastructure. So all their, their networking, but also their editing bays, all their storage. Mm -hmm. And my next career steps for me was to go to LA or work with movie kind of storage systems. And I was not ready for that. I didn't want to do that. And I didn't want to stay as a solo admin forever. In my burnout, I was like, what do I want to do forever? What, like, I don't know. And I was inspired by a few people that I had known throughout the course of my life. I was a bouncer in Boulder as well oh. as a student. And we had some really cool bartenders at the venue where I bounced, which crazy enough, I worked with somebody on Justin's team as a bouncer. Oh. So we haven't worked together for 20 years. And then the last time we worked together, we're bouncers and, and now we're here. Wait, wait, we needed you monitoring the lines and stuff at UC Tech. I had no idea <laughs> we had an actual qualified bouncer to you know monitor the lunch line and so forth. Uh, yeah, checking all the ideas, ideas, yeah. making sure they're UC people. Right. So yeah, so I worked at the Boulder Theater and we had some really cool bartenders and I was like, oh, they're so cool. They're cooler than me. I want to be a bartender. And so college Paul had that seed in his mm -hmm. mind. And then 2015 Paul is like, oh, I, I need to fulfill this dream. So I, you would say it's a bucket list item. All right. Uh, and so I left and then I, I left that career field and I found a job as a busboy mm -hmm. at Ironside. And then I worked under consortium for about three years, 
My boss, uh, the general manager at Ironside is John Resnick, who opened up Campfire in June and July. So when he opened up Campfire, I followed him up to Campfire to be a bartender proper. And it was great. You go to a bartending school or something like that? No. Uh, there's different. Bartending is a very fractured career. You know, with IT, it's like, oh, you have Microsoft certifications and yeah. you, know, you can do Jamf or whatever. But within bartending, every restaurant or every bartender has their own idea of what's right and what's wrong and how you should do things. All right. And the people at Consortium have Anthony, who's their head bartender, and Anthony has his ways of doing things, which are kind of industry standard for that kind of restaurant. So those bar heavy places like employees only or, or boilerplate or, you know, there's kind of various high-end craft cocktail places and they all tend right. to have similar ways of bartending. And, and that's what I learned and I learned on the job that way. All right. And then if, if I were to channel my inner Barbara Walters, I'm probably obligated to follow up. What, what from the bartending world what kind of lessons from that world can you apply to your sort of university or IT job? Thinking about the solution rather than the issue, I think is a big one. And it's not that the issue doesn't matter, but you can't, let's say somebody got the wrong cocktail. You, you don't have time to sit there and investigate why did they get the wrong cocktail? Whose fault is it that they got the wrong cocktail? You know, you have a minute to make it right. So just make it right. One of the other things that we think about a lot is, I think it's a Maya Angelou quote. It's probably misattributed. Please do your research. I don't know. But it's people don't remember what you say to them. It's how they make you feel. Like it's how you make them feel. Right. And that's a real big one. So if I have to write a nasty gram to someone, I'm going to try to make it feel positive or, you know, try to come to a solution more than just be angry at somebody, just mm -hmm. putting anger out in the world doesn't really help any sort of solution. Uh, so trying to make somebody feel good about a solution, try to make somebody feel good about just their day-to-day -day life, you know, like me running into Kruger made my day today, me talking to you made my day today. Um, and that's really all, all we can do for each other. How did you know it was time to move on from bartending? In order to get promoted, you either have to be at a bar forever you have to hop around and I hopped around. So I was at consortium, moved to campfire with John, who I love. Everybody should go to campfire in June and July. Uh, he may or may not be opening up a bakery soon. I don't know. Mm -hmm. And then I moved to the solace restaurant. So urban solace and solace and Encinitas. And then I, from there hopped to food and beverage manager at Estancia, which is actually on land owned by UCSD. But while I was at, at Estancia, I was working a little bit more than I wanted to doing things I really didn't want to do. And I was just burnt out at that point. I think I lasted maybe six months there. Uh, it was not a great fit. And I think I was striving for a work-life balance that I could have my weekends back um, and not work 12 plus hour days. All right. Well, uh, glad to have you here in uh, IT services. What are some of the things, uh, uh, speaking of, yeah, weekends and the work-life balance, what are some of the personal pursuits uh, you enjoy and you're not solving service now and other dilemmas. Yeah. I like to stay active. Um, like to go to the gym, do some yoga, hang out with my friends. Uh, nothing really crazy. I have a very small garden in my, my condo. And I thought because it was all shade, I could plant some ferns there, but the ferns I planted are dying. 
and I don't know what to do about it. So that's going to be my weekend trying to figure out what I can plant or, or revitalize my ferns. And then I'm hosting some people. It's great now that we have kind of a vaccine rotation and you know, you always have to be COVID safe, but I'm going to have some people over uh, to my house this weekend so I can make some food for them, which I enjoy doing as well. And maybe we'll just wind down with this. I did notice again in your illustrious LinkedIn <laughs> at UC Boulder, you're you're on the old seven-year plan. Oh, um, yeah. You took, oh. You took some, some targeted or specific break. So what, what were you up to? Yeah, every two years in college, I took a year off. So my first year, I did like the Camino de Santiago. I spent a winter in Fernie, British Columbia, learning to snowboard. Uh, so I just kind of took care of myself. I, I call them my early retirement years. Um, I had the time and I just kind of went for it. So every two years I took a year off. And so technically it's a five-year plan, but who doesn't want to be in Boulder for 10 years? I mean, that's my advice to people. When I was in college, low these many years, um, I did the UC Education Abroad program. And then also my first job out of college, I was a teacher over in Tokyo, Japan area. And I always tell people, no matter what, if that's something you want to do, like do it when you're young, before you have kids, before you have a mortgage, those kind of things. It, it, you know, it's not out of the question at a later stage. If again, I, so I, I commend you when you're, when you're young and free, that's the time to do it. Exactly. Um, and, and you've been asking me questions about my LinkedIn and, and doing the cyber stalking. And I feel that I haven't had the time to do it on you. So I might be reaching out to you on Teams and just asking questions about your LinkedIn. All right. Uh, what do you wish you did in college that you haven't done? What do I wish I did? Um, that was my main thing though, going into the UC system. I really wanted to do the study abroad because I had been to a short trip to France in high school and it was like six weeks over the summer. Um, so I got the taste of it and I knew I wanted to do more of a, a 12 month uh, thing. So that's what I did. I went to a place called Grenoble, France for one year. Uh, it wasn't, uh, this, this was the best thing. It wasn't one of those things where you're just learning French with a bunch of other foreigners. I was just plopped into the regular classes, all in French, day one, uh, somehow survived it. They have a different grading system where it's, it's perfectly acceptable really to get the equivalent of a C. Um, it kind of wreaks havoc when they try to translate your GPA when you come back, but you know when you're over there and it's cool, they call it the moyenne. It means, hey, you're average. Like that's perfectly fine. So that helped out. But that's so oh, no regrets on college. I did what I wanted, uh, and uh, I'm giving away. You know, that's my best trivia. People <laughs> guess my major. They don't really probably don't realize I'm a French major. <laughs> but uh, all right, one last thing. So Colorado is that where you're? Oh, two two more things. Is is Colorado your home state and all that? I'm born and raised here in Ocean Beach, and oh. I went to Point Loma High, and oh. then I left San Diego, first time out of state pretty much, uh, to go to Colorado, lived there for about 10 years, oh. including the, the time I was there in, Colorado, in Boulder, and then uh, moved back to San Diego for Invisible Children. So the final cyber stalking, LinkedIn says, dual degree, philosophy, sociology, minor, political science. How'd you get uh, transition that to the IT career that you've been in, involved in for a while? I was one of the early adopters just for computers kind of in my household. So I was always the computer guy. And then once I went to college, I found jobs working with computers. And yeah. once you kind of get that ball rolling on your resume, it's you, you decide to keep it, right? Like why, why shift careers right after you graduate? 
All right. I can't help myself. All right. Ocean Beach. I, I go once in a while. It's it's almost even though I live in San Diego, it's sort of like a, a destination. So to me, this is like people that grow up in New York City. Like, what's it like to grow up, quote unquote, in Ocean Beach? You just go to Nico's all the time and then, you know, you go to Java Joe's and listen to your friends play play their guitar and then Starbucks takes over and Target shows up and you're like, I don't know this town anymore. Mm -hmm. What's the license plate frame? Ocean Beach is not a place, it's an attitude or something like that, right? No, more or less, that's very <laughs> true. Which is funny because that's also the idea for Boulder. Boulder's theme is uh, what it's 20 square miles surrounded by reality. Um, mm. so apparently this is what I'm drawn to or little fantasy suburbs. All right, Paul, it's in Rio and I encourage everybody to look for you at uh, the Howler <laughs> Halls of Torrey Pines and uh, want to look up his uh, LinkedIn. It's, it's pretty fun. All right, we appreciate it, Paul. Thank you very much. Thank you, Mark. I sure hope you're enjoying this podcast. Remember to let your fellow IT services staff members know that this podcast exists. Get everyone to subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you can get your podcasts. This podcast is a collaborative effort, and we want to hear from you. If you have any ideas for podcasts or topics, send them to me at its-podcast at ucsd.edu. That's it for today. Keep an ear out for the next episode of The Current Daily. <laughs>